fix up this? It could be. We could start now. Oh, God. All it would take is for me to say hi and welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... That was some really dark shit we were just talking about. This is John. And this is Sarah. Yes, it was. and uh, it We will, will continue to do so. It was nearly a world of darkness. Yes. <laughs> it was a whole-ass world of darkness. Yeah, well, speaking of darkness, uh, the abyss. The abyss. Uh, we, I, I think I remember us many moons ago when we did the Lissomber deep dive. Back when we had a different format for the clan deep dive voting polls. Yep. And realized we had too many options and the polls were just getting split and nothing was happening. Not yeah. Too many t- three-way ties. It's so many three-ways. <laughs> Much Ayo. like World of Darkness lore, there's so many three-ways. Oh my god. Back, back then, I would just ping a random Discord member and be like, you get to choose... Who's it going to be? And they were they were always like excited, but also like, I don't want to, do I have to do this? <laughs> You've been chosen. It's like, so you, well, you're the only person who's awake on the server right now. So. And <laughs> your, I ha- we have to decide so we off. can write. Mm-hmm. Uh. Sarah needs to know what she's doing. <laughs> we, I remember we had a tiebreaker vote. Mm-hmm. That w- Our first patron vote was just a tiebreaker for the Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. And then they tied again. Yeah. And we were so mad that Sarah just picked one, I think. Yeah, I did. I was just like, I'm doing this. Fuck you. We, we asked you guys four times. <laughs> yeah, we gave up. You were all indecisive ADHD bisexuals. How dare you? That's my thing. Anyways, uh, yeah, when we talked about the Lissomber ages ago, we did talk about doing a deep dive on the abyss. And here it is. As you get about to get a spooky dookie. It's a ookie spooky kooky Adam's family. Uh, it's actually not as nice. I, I would say on the, on the, the spectrum of the abyss and how like, bleak and intense it can get on theme wise uh adam's family is like the nicest possible nicest possible option what clan do you think the adam's family is i'm sure they're all different clans yeah they're a coterie more than like a family yeah i mean i mean considering that morticia goes on about wanting to continue her hellish crusade i kind of want to just make her a lissombra honestly she yeah. could be a lissombra they're just all very pleasant i feel like gomez is a toriador oh my sure. God. um yeah. fester is probably like a malkavian um, he could be a Nosferatu. Or a Nosferatu. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to give Lurch the Nosferatu. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. That's and fair. then uh, the Gangrel would be It. Yes. Easy. Cousin It. Yeah. Um, the he- kids are har- kind of hard. I feel yeah. like Pugsley might be a Bruja. Maybe? I would say Wednesday is more of a Bruja, because she's constantly, like, you know, challenging everything around her, if I'm remembering correctly. She just has very strong opinions and has a way of letting you know about it. And she does set things on fire. Bruja. So <laughs> That's fair. Her anger is just wait, very quiet. Wait, but maybe they both Pugsley are. Is Pugsley the Ventru? <gasps> Not really. He definitely has fortitude. Yeah, that's the thing. He I might also it. just be a gangrel. That's true. Or, or uh, Bruja, because I was given to him because he's kind of just like dumb tough. Oh, okay, He is dumb yeah. tough, which yeah. is also very Bruja. Yeah. <laughs> Argue about this in the Discord, guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll let you guys decide what Grandmama is. Oh. Yeah. I know the easy answer is Tremere, but part of me is like, I kind of just want to make her a Hakata and just let her have that. Can I tell you guys a, yeah. a dark secret? Yeah. I never got super into the Adams Family. I always liked the Munsters better. Munsters are pretty mm-hmm. dope. Mm-hmm. Munsters just... The Adams Family original show is fine, but its later adaptations are all pretty good, the cartoon and the movies, mm-hmm. whereas the Munsters were great. And every time they've tried to bring back the monsters, it's been dog shit. Yeah. I think it's the big difference there. Like the original show, awesome. Original show, super wholesome. 
for sure. Then they let Rob Zombie make one, and there's some like three really bad TV follow ups. The Rob Zombie one was fun, but it wasn't like it's not a monsters movie. No, it's just Rob having fun, and I'm like, good for him. Good for him. Anyways, we have I have I have uh, diverted too far, and I am sorry. Uh, It's almost like I'm trying to avoid the utter destruction of oblivion. Anywho, I feel like Wednesday could be a little somber too. Yeah, right. She's absolutely that would, ruthless. That would absolutely work. So, for talking about the abyss, uh, basically we're going to be covering uh, where it is, what it is, and how it affects the canon of World of Darkness. So this will be our first or second, actually, uh, digging into other splats a little bit because mm-hmm. Hunter did a little baby's first cosmology of World of Darkness. And here we're doing it. We have that episode more. doesn't actually come out. Has yet. it not? No, it was on the poll. It didn't get voted for. But ah! I, I can do a follow up on that because I've. Now that we have werewolf, I have you have, m- you have thoughts and opinions. I have more answers for what they're doing now. Ah, okay. Well, this is the first, I guess, then official us stepping into talking about other splats a little bit. Uh, the current pain is now of the abyss. Um, while we are going to be keeping the focus on vampire, we'll be getting into little splats. Strap in. Strapped. Hell yeah! And I do want to make a note. That World of Darkness has decades of canon and fandom lore. So this episode's goal is to share a kind of bare bones uh, framework that uh, can help maybe educate some new players, uh, give a little bit of updates on what's going on with the the meta plot, and be kind of a launching pad to be able to talk about like the wider meta plot and cosmology and implications of things. Especially because uh, with the clans that we're going to be getting into going forward... They have a lot of effects on the meta plot. Yeah. So our scope on uh, things we're going to be talking about is going to be getting bigger. Which good, is good. It's good, but it's also just like, I'm going to have to do so much more reading. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so if I sound tired, I'm sorry. But also, uh, if you want to edit or challenge or change anything that we say here or that exists in the books at your table, do it. That's a yeah. general rule on yeah. the show, but... Yeah, it's like World of Darkness said it was okay. It's in the V5 book. It's like one of the first things. Yeah, and they've put it in several of the other books in the 5th ed edition. So if you need to change it, just just change it. It's fine. Um, I'm not saying I'm an arbiter of this is what lore is and this is the only thing that can be correct. I'm like, no. And also, uh, if we missed something, because I didn't realize how big this uh, topic was, so I had to edit some stuff. But if I miss something and you think it's really important, uh, we have a community discord with a lore channel and you could just tell us there. Or you can leave comments on our stuff. You can. Interaction's important. Interaction is important. You can talk about all on the community uh, uh, social media things as well. Yeah. In fact, if we got something wrong, you should probably let us know on every platform that you have access to. Oh, God. Just to make sure we see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just trying to avoid getting angry, but actually DMs. Nah, send them. Oh, God. But only in comments. <laughs> Say it in public, you coward. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so content warnings for this. We are going to be getting into existential and cosmic horror, entropy, religious trauma, thalassophobia, which is the fear of deep water, uh, astrophobia, which is the fear of space, and thanatophobia, which is the fear of death. So if any of those things are topics you don't want to deal with, uh, you can skip this. I think anyone that doesn't have at least a little bit of thalassophobia mm-hmm. is fucked up. Yeah. Because that shit's scary as hell. Yeah. What is, what is thalassophobia? Uh, fear of, like, 
deep water. Deep ocean, deep water usually. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes I I don't I understand that it is a phobia and it is a fear. But that also just seems like being a rational person. Yeah, it's kind of like the fear of heights where it's like It's like a fish being afraid of not being in water. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. being yeah. afraid of being super high up and where you're like this is dangerous. Like, yeah, you this your body shouldn't be here. Yeah, same thing with the ocean. Uh Though uh, honestly, though mm-hmm. even more so than the for the, the the excuse me even more so than the like my body's not supposed to be here is just the all the shit down there mm-hmm. that's real freaky. It's freaky. It's dark. It's too big. It's cold. It's too big. It's cold. You don't know where anything is. By the time you see something, it's like all glowy and pretty, and you're like, oh, pretty. That's gonna probably kill me. Or it comes out of the shadows and just like the fuck is. Yeah, exactly. You like just the sharks the... that keep attacking the internet cables. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck is wrong with that shark? Why? That's uh, a gangrel. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. I also come from a, a peoples that don't really have philosophobia in the way that they should, which is why a lot of my family is a, a gravestone with no body that just says lost at sea. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm kind of used to an environment where they're like, yeah, the ocean will kill you. Don't be afraid of it, though, because if it's going to kill you, you're already dead. doesn't matter. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're going to do it even if you're yeah, online. Yeah, it's so. fine. <laughs> If God cared enough about you to live, you'd live. And I'm like, I'm seven. This is a lot. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to eat this brady. The fuck. Nope. <laughs> not allowed. Not allowed. I'm not allowing it. Cool. So sources for this episode will include Cults of the Blood Gods, the V5 Players Guide, Chicago by Night Fifth Edition, Lasombra Revised, Lasombra Can Novel Trilogies. Yes, I reread a good portion of these. I did not reread it all the way through. I did not have that kind of time. Uh, the clan novel Asamite, which is the Bana Hakim, uh, Werewolf, the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary. Uh, I also forgot to add the Werewolf uh, V5 or 5th Ed. I've read I've read portions of the new Werewolf book, guys. Huzzah. I don't have an opinion on it yet. I'm still reading it. Uh, it's a bummer of a book, though. It's great, but also, ugh. Uh, but uh, in a good way. Uh, I also read Umbra, the Velvet Shadow, which if you want to see a three moon wolf shirt, just look at the cover of that book. It's a, it is a three moon wolf shirt. Uh, there's also Wraith the Oblivion, uh, second ed, uh, Demon the Fallen, Giovanni Revised, Dark Ages 20th Edition, and Player's Guide to the High Clans and the Blood Sigils book. Yeehaw. That's some books. That's a couple. <sighs> not that many. It's not. If you understood how thick some of these were, you would not be saying well, that to me. I know me. how thick these all are. You, you come here onto this <laughs> podcast. On the day of our <laughs> abyss of talking. And judge my ability to read things. Um, oh, I'm not judging. I'm just saying there's a couple books in there for sure. Cool. So when dealing with the abyss as a meta plot uh, for vampires specifically. Are we not going to do quotes? Uh, do you want to read the quotes? Uh, those are the ones oh. I had sent to the guys. But if you want to have a reading. Hunter, replace this voice with the voices that you get. Oh, the ones in my head or the His ones in my inbox. Is fled and you put your whole pussy into that, <laughs> and it's all gonna get deleted. So. His life is fled and deprived of his senses, beyond hope of survival. He suffers his lot, pallid upon the beam, enveloped in the mist of death. The fortunes of men, translated. By S. A. J. Bradley. Wraith the Oblivion. Page 21. I said unto my soul, Be still, and let the darkness come upon you. 
which is the darkness of God. T.S. Eliot, East Coker, Demon the Fallen, page 11. Darkness, silence, then it visits me, it unfurls its totality, it looks gigantically down, crushing me with its notice, it speaks. I don't think it was the Traveler who spoke to me. Edward Neely, Ventru, Chicago Folios, page 89. Thank you, uh, Eric, Ash, and Brent. Yes. Uh, yeah. He, Thank you did a reading of, for us, though. Friends of the no. show. John Reddit did a reading for us, and you'll never get to hear them. Sorry, Sorry guys. It's, it's been swallowed by the abyss. Yep. Hey, on point. On point. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to steer us back <laughs> to a dark and terrible place. Uh, okay. So the abyss is a meta plot. It is. So in Vampire, uh, many people and characters will refer to the abyss interchangeably with the Shadowlands, Deadlands, Stygia, Oblivion, the Labyrinth, Underworld, Hell, various terms. Kinda. They're all kinda correct, but kinda not. The dark place? Uh, the dark place, the bad so place. Like Darth. Darth. Mar Garth Marenghi. Mar dark Mar place? Yeah. Is, that, is it that? No, but yes. Uh, kind of. The best way to wrap the brain around this, because it is the, a lot of the cosmology of how this exists from Old World did get ported over for this edition. So good news, if you're uh, a longtime fan of this uh, game world and you want to just uh, keep doing what you're doing, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. But the best way to understand this is it, these realms exist as layers that kind of bleed into one another. So when you are reading the text, if you're somebody that's revisiting text or is new to it, if you want to like read up old lore, especially to like help bolster your current games, uh, it's a little vague and fuzzy. You're not crazy. That's just kind of meant to be. It's kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the best uh, way I was able to parse this down in a way that made any kind of fucking sense is, so we have the living world, the one that you and I in inhabit and can touch and feel things and go get an ice cream and all that. I love ice cream. Ice cream slabs. Uh, it's called the living world. Uh, if you're talking to uh, the necromancers and people that do all the spooky shit, it's referred to as the skin lands. I like that. The skin lands. I gotta go pop over to the skin land here for a second. Grab some groceries. Well, Unironically, yes. <laughs> we're actually already natives to the skin lands. It's true. We are. Oh, God. You know, you could get that as a knuckle tattoo. Skin, skin land. land. Yeah. I hate that I had to look at my knuckles to confirm that. And I'm like, shit, he right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Somebody make a Hakata that's just like real. Skin my fellow skin landers. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so the next layer, Kerchow, is referred to as the Shadowlands. Um, <clears throat> this area is basically a reflection of the living world where ghosts and wraiths and other spirits and entities and whatnots exist. Uh, this realm allows entities with the ability to observe and interact with the Skinlands. So if you're in the Shadowlands, you can have some effects, but you're not existing on the same. It's very Silent Hill. Mm. Without too much of a spoiler, this is the closest you can really get to the normal world as a wraith, mm -hmm. if you're playing wraith. Yeah. Like, you can't interact with things in the skin lands, but you can kind of see through this misty version in yeah, the so, shadow land. Yeah, supposedly if you have, like, fetters and enough power, you could have some... Sway. ...effect, but yeah, it's... I Yeah, Silent Hill's, like, the best way to kind of explain this quickly, is, that, you know, when there's the, the gong, and then they go into the mist, and 
there's the two worlds happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. It, that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, most uh, of the Hakata's ceremonies and abilities to interact with things beyond the veil. The veil is what separates the skin lands and the shadow lands. Mm-hmm. So, we had cake, veil, cake. Next layer of cake is referred to as the underworld. Yeah. Uh, this is the realm of the dead. Only wraiths can exist here. Nothing living can go back from this. Uh, Asterix. Only the most powerful Hakata ceremonies would allow for interaction to travel here. Supposedly, this is where Augustus Giovanni, the head of that whole kerfuffle, kind of like fucked off too, but he hasn't been seen since. Probably because he can't get back. Possibly. <laughs> There's some, uh, some meta plot things that have happened that might be part of the reason why the Hakata is now a thing. Oh. Which we'll get more into proper detail when we cover them at the end. But we have to talk about it a little bit now for other things to make sense. So, Also, that brings in the question, do vampires count as living? Uh, apparently, and this is the these notes, at least on the Shadowlands, the Underworld and stuff, is stuff I pulled from the Cults of the Blood Gods. So this is current understanding in the V5 canon. You basically have to be powerful enough to get there and come back. So I would say mostly no, you don't count as dead, but you're dead enough to get there and come back if you have the blood potency and the power and the rituals and all that to pull it off. And I think it's kind of hinted at in Vampire, the older, the more powerful, the higher blood potency, the less human, the more dead Mm -hmm. you are anyway. So that kind of makes sense anyway. Yeah, like... I do appreciate that for V5, narratively, vampires are very inherently liminal creatures. So they're like, not quite dead, not quite alive. You can can have this metaphysical debate in your game and however you want to parse it. But in the rules, it's most vampires for the purposes of this will count as living and not even be able to cross from the Skinlands to the Shadowlands at all. Mm. There's only a few that can. Mostly the Kata, Asterix, some La Sombra. We'll get into that fucking later. (laughs) It's a whole goddamn thing. Asterix, this, there's plot holes that a lot, pretty much anyone there. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's, like, old bloodlines and other cult and rituals and thaumaturgies and... That's without even getting into the other game lines. Yeah, so it's one of those, no, Asterix, there's always an exception. It's basically, yeah. like, if the ST says so, buttons. Yeah. There's a lot of, when the <laughs> ST allows it, the yeah. button. Yeah. It, it very much feels like when I was learning French, every fucking language rule you learn in French, there's asterisks, an exception, asterisks, an exception to the exception. Every fuck time, no matter what the fucking rule is. There's no, no hard and fast rules. It's like English. Yeah, it's like English. But worse. <laughs> what is, would you say French is harder to learn than English mm-hmm. to a new language learner? I've heard that English is like the most difficult. It's one the of most the, difficult is just... I would it, grammar rules. The grammar rules in French are more of a pain in the ass. If you're uh, speaking okay. French like properly, if, la- if you're just doing like uh, common parlance French, it's like not as intense. Because I know language wise, I know Japanese is way harder to learn than English. Yeah. But well, that's just because they have like five different written languages. Yeah, yeah. and Japanese and is five languages. Five different languages. Yeah, <laughs> Japanese is five languages in a trench coat. It is really, <laughs> and it's uh, and it's very contextual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of words that have multiple meanings, and literally just the con, the place, and how you say them changes what it means. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, speaking of things that have context and changing of meanings, the final layer in our uh, entropy sandwich, Uh-oh. entropy cake, is oblivion. The vampires will also refer to this as the abyss, the void, the labyrinth. There's reasons for this, and I'll give context for it later on. So, strap in. Uh, I've been strapped. 
Hell yeah, more straps. You're gonna look like a Final Fantasy character at this rate. <laughs> so, goals. Oblivion is a realm of utter nothingness and entropy that exists beyond and below the underworld. The lore suggests that the space might be sentient to some degree. It's kind of left vague if Oblivion itself is sentient or if entities exist in there that are sentient. Mm-hmm. Have fun with your Eldritch Nightmares at your table with this. Right. <laughs> you can... Yeah, you can get as weird as you want with it. Yeah. Too. I mean, these entities don't have to be like, what's the word? The fancy word for it? Corporeal? Mm-hmm. Corporeal, yeah. Most likely not corporeal. They can just be these thought forms pretty mm-hmm. much that are moving around. It's that spooky. So the, mm-hmm. the canonical things that are mentioned is the Lasombra antediluvian is just chilling in there. Just built a little lazy uh, chair. Incorporeally. Hanging out. Just is. There is some lore that builds him up to be Oblivion itself. And I'm like, that's too big. That doesn't make sense. But it, that is a Lasombra's ego. So, you know. Eh. True. <laughs> I feel like that's what someone like a Lasombra would say who thinks that they can control mm-hmm. the Oblivion. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just a part of us, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I, I, those are some big britches, my guy. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yep. You got enough trousers for all that hog you slang in? Because that, that was a hell of a sentence you just said. I lost my leg in the war. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <sighs> Though, how much of this the incorporeal thought form sentience is actually the antediluvian? Or if he's just gone mad and is just slowly unwinding in this space? Or if he's torn into several pieces and exists in several forms in all the different layers? Or all of the, of the cake, yeah. He's, he's have fun with that, right? Dude, he's it. It's literally an antediluvian. It's Do whatever the fuck you a want. God. Yeah, yeah. It's practically a god. It's practically this is this is a Cthulhu. Yeah, basically. So do whatever the you fucking want at your table. Uh, Ooh, it'd be kind of cool if like antediluvian goes down into oblivion mm-hmm. as a thought form and has just been down there for so long and they can't control oblivion like they think they can mm-hmm. and they're he's just stuck their ego has been splitting off into different entities mm-hmm. that'd be cool that could be fun. fun i was gonna say or if they basically it the oblivion is more controlling them and they're controlling it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if they it the children of la Sombra still have like connection to it yeah whatever this thing is I like it. Yes. Very, very cosmic horror. Very spoopy. Speaking of cosmic horror, Leviathan is a thing that has happened in the canon. It's a little more old world, but there's like cool novels and stuff about it. If you want to read about it more in depth, uh, Leviathan is this like tendril shadow behemoth monster thing cool. uh, that was summoned by Cardinal Ambrosio Luis Macado. I, I can't say he, this guy's dead. Doesn't matter. He's a dickhead. This is the uh, sire for Lucitia, who's like a, the big Lasombra, like canon, like character. Mm-hmm. Lucitia de Argon, girl boss, hell yeah, she's great. Uh, but yeah, so her and her best gal pal Fatima Alfacati, we've heard that name up. before. Yeah, Banu Hakim. That's right. Yeah, they teamed up. They're just friends. Quote unquote. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, and then they killed the Leviathan and uh, Lucitia's sire. It's a whole thing. It's cool. It's really cool. Uh, killed it? Yeah. Killed it. Killed it, sent it bad. There's a difference. Uh, there is. <laughs> they call it Cthulhu killed it. Yeah. Okay. That's right. probably more what happened. Yeah. So they ran a boat into it. Kind of. That is one of the worst endings to a book. <laughs> right? <laughs> I ran my boat into it, and then I woke up. I don't know. Although, if you want to see a cool adaptation, strangely, the original Ghostbusters cartoon mm-hmm. has just an episode that's about someone summoning Cthulhu into the world. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they run a boat into it. Hell yeah. 
Yeah. That do you understand when I was old enough to read the actual books, I was so mad because I had seen the Ghostbusters cartoon way before, and I was like, no way. No. You sons of bitches. Fucking That's God, hilarious. Got him. The Ghostbusters cartoons actually got some surprisingly cool shit in it. it, it the writers shockingly literate for a kid's show. <laughs> but yeah. And basically any other kind of spooky thing you want to have exist in any of these spaces as a storyteller go for it. There's mm-hmm probably some canon that you can just google and have a reason to justify but there's other things that uh will help bolster this that we are going to talk about now which isn't going to start with a uh, werewolf the big hairy ones <sighs> i'm going to preface this with i am not a werewolf player there's so much fucking umbra lore there are multiple umber books yeah, I just kind of touched on the one because I, I, I reached out to friends and allies to be like, hey, I don't werewolf much and I need to talk about this. What should I look at? And they tried to parse it down and save my brain. They tried. They did not fully succeed. <laughs> it was just... There's a lot. There's, there's a, it's, a whole, it's a whole fucking Gnostic style of cosmology. Like, if it, it it's not as bad as Kabbalah, but it felt like baby's first Kabbalah. And if you're not, like, caffeinated and ready for it, it's going to hurt your brain. So don't feel bad, because I hurt myself with this. Uh, but yeah, so the basic way I'm going to parse this down, we're going to talk about previous werewolf, and then the note that we have for the fifth ed werewolf. We'll do, Hunter's got werewolf some point. We're going to talk about it later. We'll get into that in more detail then. Yeah, I think based on our schedule, that should, that episode... Uh, we might do, we might, I think it maybe we could trade like Sarah, you could do a bonus episode that month and I could mm-hmm. do that main episode for that. that would be I sick. figured we could land that sometime after, um, Salubri. Yeah. Would be a good time. Hell get, yeah. Get what they voted for out of the way. Hell yeah. So, uh, baby's first werewolf understanding of the Umbra. The Umbra is the basic blanket term for the spirit world that exists parallel to the material world. There are a lot of very in-depth layers, spheres, regions of the Umbra that can be roughly mapped and traveled. There's moon bridges, pathways, golden roads. Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it it feels like your first time going into like a really hardcore hippie new age store when you're not prepped for that. And you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? It also doesn't help that they're referencing uh, various tribes and what they do. So I kept having to look up the tribes to remember mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, these guys, because there's some I do remember just because they make good antagonists for other splats. So I've run into them a lot. And the other ones are like, I don't know who the fuck this is. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> So that adds to the confusion because each of the tribes have different interactions with each, every different individual spot of the Umbra. And then that's not even including the fucking other species of shifters because there's like werecats and gators, all sorts of other shit. Weregators are sick. Oh, anyways. Also, Can I've always... Wear spider? Yes. I've always kind of headcanoned... Hell yeah. Yes. Fuck yes. I've always kind of headcanoned that this part of the umbra is kind of what they're hinting at in with the goblin road stuff mm-hmm. i think it's more generic so you can kind of use it for any of these areas other realms and stuff that vampires can dip in out in and out of but it's always been very umbra coded to me in its writing yeah, yeah there's parts of the umbra that even just normal people just accidentally oops into and they're just stuck now that just happens which is horrifying to be like oh so all these people have just gone missing According to World of Darkness lore, they might have just thwumped through the Umbra and are now just in a place that they have no way of coming back and they just kind of starve and die or go mad. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Okay. That's a bummer. Yeah. So Umbra is all of that. 
the Dark Umbra specifically is the realm of the Umbra where the restless dead, emotions that no longer have a tangible thing to cling to, and is a place for memories to fade and die. So this is kind of the where the, the death death realm mm-hmm. is. But this is like death for death. Yeah, so it's like, well, death for death is a little lower, but... Oh, great, okay. Uh, Dark Umbra, yeah, it's kind of like the... Sh- it's kind of the underworld okay. is analogous, so, but they're technically different, sure. but not. They probably intersect. I, I physically want to see somebody draw a map explaining the spiritual cosmology of World of Darkness, because I just want to see how fucking insane that looks. Patrons, pay us... Pay us $1,000 and I will Pepe Silvia board that for you on a live stream. There you go. <laughs> we got to set up Sarah's Pepe Silvia board torture sequence. <laughs> As a Patreon tier. Anyways, so uh, this realm is something that supposedly is not easily gotten to or returned from. There's like specific tribes that have specific rituals to get to the Dark Umbra and to travel it. Uh, and all things... In the Umbra are pulled to go towards this realm because all things die and then further process death into oblivion, which is the final state of nothingness, uh, which leads us to the Abyss. (laughs) So the Abyss is described as a cold, dark void of forever beyond this edge of a craggy cliff. That's how it's described. Uh, And this is a land for lost and forgotten things beyond all mortal horror and suffering. So the other side of the cliff where there's like actual Umbra, every echo of every torture, war, terrible thing that has existed ever echoes in the Umbra as a constant repeating cycle of having to reprocess itself as a undying, terrible memory. Oh. Once you get past all of that... The abyss the, is where the forgotten things go. Yeah, so this is one of the realms where, yeah, sometimes people just <laughs> fall into and they just suffer alone, screaming and dying in this void of cold and nothing and then are just forgotten. Oh. Not only just die, are just like utterly destroyed. Like their soul doesn't exist and like pff, gone. The memories of them yeah. start disappearing. Yeah, and so there's some lore implications of them like, are there mortals that have fallen into the umbral abyss? That because the Umbral Abyss is so, like, utterly destructive, that in the mortal world, they as a person just evaporate from all memory. Like, all traces of them just gone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. That's oof. Yeah, that's rough. So if that happens to mortals, I guess technically if you want your vampires to just fall into that. Good. That That is technically a thing. Um, if you're... this uh, In the literature also... Uh, it is described that uh, if your characters are using moon bridges to travel between different realms of the Umbra, if you just fall off a moon bridge, this is where you end up. Okay. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> That's horrifying, too. Uh, yeah, the, the dark side of the uh, the abyss, like beyond the, the cliff edge, it, it it's very described kind of like a, uh, a rock version of the... Oh, uh, uh, God. The edge of a black hole. Event horizon. Event horizon. Yeah, it's very like a... Event horizon, but there's a rock. Mm. So once you go beyond that event horizon, there's no bottom, there's no top, there's no end. There's stories apparently of uh, uh, shifter folks who can fly that just flew off, and it's like chucking a paper airplane into nothing, and mm. they can't, and they don't have the strength and power to come back, so they're just fucking gone. Damn. And I'm like, oh, that's that was spoopy. Yeah. And before anybody gets up my ass, uh, I did read a bunch of lore. And there's a debate on whether or not Oblivion as a force is actually the worm. 
if it's a separate force entirely because it doesn't have sentience or goals, it's just the heat death of everything. Mm-hmm. Or if it works as a like yin and yang counterpart with the worm. Because hmm. they're both sides of destruction. the same coin of destruction. Yeah. So it, I've seen all those debates. I don't fucking know what the answer is because I've not run werewolf. So I also feel like you got to be playing a pretty long, deep <laughs> game to get into that kind of debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't mage. Where that's yeah. day one. <laughs> where that's <laughs> average game of mage. Kick the door in, snort a fat line of coke, and go, I'm here to kill God. <laughs> that's session zero. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so how that parses in any werewolf character's ideas or how that cosmology affects your game for vampire? That is a table discussion. I don't fucking know. I don't mm-hmm. have a good answer. So for Fifth Ed Werewolf, uh, the way the Umbra is described, it is similar as a ethereal spiritual realm that's a mirror shadow of our world, but has some like twisty twists on it. Uh, the pull quote from the book that I have is, the Umbra cannot be mapped and it must be deciphered anew each time one ventures into it, changing both due to the influence of the physical world and from its own strange currents. So that's page 226 in the Werewolf Core book, which for me as a storyteller is really nice. <laughs> I think there's a different couple different ways you could approach that. Yeah. Because like if you're an old player, like, I hope this isn't a spoiler for Werewolf the Apocalypse, but things are getting worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it could just be tearing itself apart and anything that was once mappable and revisitable has just been like completely shifted and moved around. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one easy explanation there. I also think that um, it could be one of those things where like all the different tribes are to some degree, losing their um, spoken histories. And you have a lot of new werewolves who don't know a lot about their individual tribe and that kind of thing. And like you said earlier, all the different tribes have their own traditions and like Mm -hmm. rituals for crossing over. Maybe some of that's just been lost. You know, you don't say the right thing at the wrong place. You end up in a different spot. So these maps and stuff just aren't effective anymore because they've lost a little bit of that Yeah, and werewolves tend to not be as long-lived individuals as some of the other uh characters you can get in a world of darkness chronicle werewolves tend to live shorter than humans yeah so just the just the cycling through just cultural memory will go a lot faster for them so they might just churn through and lose connections to deeper traditions sooner which is sad yeah (laughs) i told you w5 is a sad book w5 sad book Oh, wait till we get to Changeling 5, the saddest book. Uh, until Wraith. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm interested if we get a C5 just because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like Changeling was already Fucking like, sad. super sad Oof. and kind of that, like, a no. It felt, I would almost say that book, if you kind of get all the subtext, is kind of sadder than W5 is already. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to double down or just, I think it'd be sadder to just keep the ball rolling. <laughs> Right. Uh, last little note on where before we move on to a different splat. Uh, so the triad, which is the the wild, the weaver, the worm. So you got the the creator, the the maker, and the destroyer. Yeah. There's I I know I know it's deeper than that. I know I I could feel you getting ruffled, getting all your hackles are up. Hackles are up. You're you're agitated. I'm explaining this to the vampires because we're stupid. So I gotta give them bullet points. <laughs> vampires sometimes not the smartest characters. <laughs> absolutely the fuck not won't say that won't say that they won't, won't will not tell you they will not admit to it they will not along to your powerpoint 
<laughs> they're too busy being hot. <laughs> but yeah, so with the triad, you got the wild, the weaver, and the worm. Uh, in W5, they're described as non-sentient cosmic forces as opposed to older edition where they had some like sentience and goals and plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think due to that, the imbalance that is currently happening that is favoring the worm and therefore the force of consumption and chaos and entropy could be interpreted as a heavy influence of the abyss. Mm. If the abyss is sentient mm-hmm. at all, and at this all. thing isn't, then it might be able to kind of like poke it yeah. and manipulate it. Or it just, you know, it's working in tandem and a like, well, I I, I want more of me. Mm. This will make it go faster, kunk. Right. Or, you know, however... <laughs> However you want to handle that. And for the vampires, that could lead to if they're having interactions with werewolves and if the interactions go well enough that they will talk to you about this. Good luck. That lore drop is kind of a, oh, fuck. Okay, well, if the abyss is getting faster, what does that mean for us and what the fuck we're doing? Am I the bad guy? Hold on. (laughs) Will not admit it. Will not admit it. Too busy being hot. (laughs) So, the next one we're going to talk about is Wraith. Oh, I'll say real quick. Oh, yes. If you are interested in a little more of that, I did also go over the relationship between those two a little bit more in mm-hmm. our in the series episodes where I talked about like the different other supernaturals of World of Darkness. Mm, yeah. Now, that was based on pre-W5 info and pre- any other splats we're going to get, but I feel like they're pretty good, like, first, like, here's a quick intro on what they are and what they do. And yeah. I do go into Werewolf in part one, I believe, so... Yeah, if you're new to World of Darkness and you're just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck this means, or I don't know where to pull, like, weird, quirky antagonists that aren't just another vampire, that's a good place to go look for things. Yeah. So, I do believe you do talk about Wraith in that a little bit. Yeah, I think that's in the, that was a two-parter, I believe. So, I think the first was Mage, Werewolf, and Changeling, and then part two was, like, all the other stuff. Yeah. So, I think they're in part two, but. Cool. Yeah, so, Wraith, uh, that is uh, ghosts, basically. Yeah. That's the roughest way to explain it. Souls of the Dead. Spectres. I know it's more in-depth than that. Uh, Spectres are different. Spirits. Spectres are a specific kind of wraith that are, like, problems. Spirits are also different in World of Darkness. Yeah. Well, goddamn. You're not... No, I... We're saying this for the but-actually crowd. You're not out of pocket. (laughs) But... A spirit is more of, like, a nature. Like, the life force of a natural entity. Like... Animism. Yeah, it's more of an animistic thing. And specters are a race that have been corrupted by the abyss and want that destruction. We're getting to that. So, uh, for the race, the underworld that they exist in has a few different regions. So this is when the when the Giovanni or you know the Lamashtins or whatever the people from the Hakata tell you about the underworld. That's kind of where this slice of the cake is, and this slice of the cake has further slices <laughs> because, of course, it does. Everything's a fucking onion. <sighs> so. Uh, with, uh, Wraith, you get the Shadowlands, which is exactly how it is when we talked about it earlier. So this is an echo of the world that exists alongside the Skinlands. Shocking. The vampires that talk to the Wraiths got some info right. Proud of them. Uh, next layer we're going to talk about is called the Far Shore. Uh, this is the furthest area from the living. Uh, many pockets of various kinds of afterlife exist in this Far Shore. So every concept of heaven, hell, afterlife reincarnation that can exist has ever been thought of does exist but each one of these is an illusion and is not actually uh what the afterlife is Mm. so uh 
if people want us to do a deeper dive on race things, we'll get into that later. But that's all I need to know. There's a bunch of pockets along this like for- far shore beachy thing that's like Christian Heaven and all the other versions of Afterlife uh, that people that a bunch of race are just kind of stuck in for various reasons. And there's entities that exist in those that are trying to lure people into their illusion pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. they want more more people in their pockets. Yes. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like the D and D afterlife, but you're tricked into it mm-hmm. instead of you're going to whatever your uh, alignment is mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um, but I have actually gotten to play Wraith. I would love to talk more Wraith and play more Wraith. But Wraith is cool. Uh, but yeah, so that the far shore has this thing called the Sunless Sea. There's a game called the Sunless Sea. How is it? It's a lot of fun. Hell yeah! You play a little boat that explores a an ocean. That's mm-hmm. underground and it's spooky and it's all about resource management, making okay. sure your true crew doesn't go crazy and starve. That sounds dope. It's good. It moves really slow. I'm pretty sure it's a spinoff of an old web game that was like card based. Oh, really? Mm. I used to play when I had insomnia. I can't remember what it's called, though. Sounds cool. This one you pilot a little boat. Yeah, this one you had to survive in these weird like nightmare city. And go exploring and stuff. Might have. I don't know if that game inspired this or vice versa, but that does tie into this shockingly nicely. So within the Sunless Sea, you have the Tempest, which is a region of roiling forever storms with little pockets of islands and oases beneath the Sunless Sea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gets a little. So as long as you're floating on top, you're fine. No. But if you go under it. It's all bad. Oh. Uh, Because there's storms constantly. Oh, I thought you were saying that the the storms were under the sea. It's they're on top. Described very vaguely. It's described as on top, inside, under. Uh, it's just it's just assume it's a bad time. It's also unless an, you're on a safety island. It's also an incorporeal land where like three dimensional thinking doesn't necessarily apply. Too bad. Yeah, uh, I apply it. They're pretty much all bad to be at though. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, within uh, these various little islands, the, the 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 biggest one, one of the biggest ones, is referred to as Stygia, and it's a city of the undead dead mm-hmm. race that exist. It's referred to as the Dark Kingdom of Iron. Things are split between Western canon and Eastern canon. That's down the road. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> but it is there, so I have to acknowledge it. And then there's also the Labyrinth. Uh, which is at the center of all of these storms within the Tempest. And within the center of the labyrinth is the Void, which is the physical manifestation of Oblivion. Hmm. It's just this, it's this fucking just depressing entropy cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best way to explain this. So uh, Oblivion in Wraith is the final state of all things, as referred to as the Great Unmaking. Uh, the cycles of death and rebirth... Uh, have been tilted into imbalance and oblivion is churning more viciously and getting more and more out of control. And it's uh, gonna spiral out to an event referred to as doomsday when oblivion swallows everything, not just the underworld, everything. You're doing the dark side as fuck horns. That's dark side of his foot. <laughs> yeah. So that's oh, the kind yeah. of catalyst for a lot of the plot of Wraith is just processing your own death and the various hierarchies and structures of un of of death and what that means, and then also just dealing with the utter annihilation of everything and trying to like keep that contained. Right. Right. Or saying fuck it, like I'm yeah. dead. Why not everybody else? Yeah. Wraith is an interesting game because if you play it based on the core book and not some of the expansion books, it throws you into the deep end, mm-hmm. like immediately. Immediately. Like there's a lot of vampires who's like you can play games like it's my first night. I don't know what's going on. 
please mm-hmm. help me. Yeah. Whereas you, Wraith you can... is just like, you're there. There's a head voice in your head that's trying to get you to succumb to violence and destruction. And also, um, you can never go home. And mm-hmm. also, uh, you're being sucked into the center of the earth, which is also a churning uh, soul fire of a storm. Good luck. Yeah. Right on. The hurricane of sadness. So real quick, I have a question. Mm. Um, Labyrinth, yes. Center of the Storms, has the void manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Labyrinth, we used that word earlier. Yeah. Same spot? Yeah. It's just there's a lot of vampires because this is not a place people can go. Yeah. Uh, there are entities that have left and have spoke of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a few really cool, powerful vampires that maybe have gone into it. Right. We're, enough of the word has gotten out that those terms are exist in like esoteric circles, mm-hmm. but even like some of your most prolific vampiric occultists may be aware of the labyrinth, but they don't actually know what it is, what it means, where it is, how to get to it, but it just gets churned in with the words for just all of the underworld. So right. eh. I would well, say what I was trying to get at there was, is it? When La Sombra or people who have Oblivion that are mm-hmm. using Oblivion powers, specifically the shadowy ones, mm-hmm. <clears throat> are they just kind of like bypassing all that other shit to say, hey, Oblivion or Void, come here real quick. I talk and... about that in a moment. Okay, cool. It's a good news. You are on the correct thought path. Yay! Yay! I'd say it's it's most likely just from people talking to wraiths mm-hmm. and wraiths telling them what they've seen. Mm-hmm. And they just go, wow, that's crazy. In the same way that like in our tongue it was like impossible for to explain how a city under the ocean inside of a, a storm next to a mm-hmm. like they so they hear it in such like a distance learning that they don't really get what it is even if they were described it accurately right yeah it would be like trying to explain like purple to someone in the middle ages or yeah before the middle ages oh i was gonna say fucking explain vr to somebody from fucking 1917 mm. explain a sphere to someone from flatland yeah thanks carl sagan carl sagan that's older concept than carl no i know but he like popularized the the bit uh, about like flatland with an apple and shapes that's fair i i just really i really like the cosmos documentary i got really excited it's good i yeah. like the romantic comedy he took it from okay it's a weird book it is a weird it's a book. weird book <laughs> It's fucking weird. Supposed to fucking weird. Demon. Demon yes. the Fallen. We're going to talk about that just for a brief bit. Holy shit. This is also another one of those books where it's like, there's a lot of really cool things in here. Almost all of its lore is very uh, confirming of Abrahamic religions. So if you want to pull any of this for a fifth ed game and you want to like askew some shit like I will be doing, go for it. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. Demon. Demon is the one that I haven't played that I of the ones that I do still want to play that I haven't yeah. got a chance to. I feel like finding a demon game is very hard. It's hard because unfortunately, uh, there's been problems with portions of people that play Demon the Fallen that are just like edgy pizza cutter players. And they don't fully understand the point or potential story options within Demon the Fallen that you could pro- play out. I would like to play this more, but you know, eh, we'll figure it out. Maybe, yeah. maybe one day we'll do babies for Stephen the Fallen. That would be fun, actually. <laughs> I'm not gonna put it on the poll this time, but that no, would be fun. not right now. I'm still in college. Make Sarah run Demon for uh, us. I'll put it on the poll. No, I won't uh, do that to you yet. Not yet. I was like, let me graduate. Goddamn. So, uh, with Demon, you have the Abyss, which is also referred to as the Pit. Let's open up this pit. Yeah. Honestly, though, if you ever get to watch the movie The Pit, it's very funny. 
It's not funny if you put uh, and the pendulum after that. No, but that that short story slaps. It kind is. of a cool trick to play. Hmm? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Uh, so the abyss, uh, the pit, whatever, is a realm of cold, ethereal darkness that has imprisoned the fallen. Yes, as in fallen angels, as in the entities that rebelled against God. Sure. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, and it's keeping them segregated from the light and love of God that has existed. And the the pit is in the underworld. Got it. Like, at the bottom of it. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, it's, it's kind of Dante's Inferno, but, like, way more intense when you get to the bottom of the hell. And they're like, it's cold. The devil's trapped in ice. And I was like, yeah, but what if you just, like, crank that to 11 and made it more This is what's metal? below that. Yeah. Basically. Yes. So... The fallen that exist here exist in a state of near total sensory deprivation, able to only speak and listen to each other and the pains of humanity. Ow. Yeah. I was like, that sucks. So basically the the point and crux of their punishment within the pit is not only being ignored by the creator, uh, but also being forced to sit forever within their own guilt, rage, hatred, pains with no comfort. There's no solace. There's nothing that can be done about it. You just... Suffer. It's very Guantanamo Bay. Mm. It's the best way. Like the the white torture, if anybody knows about that, which if you do, I'm sorry. Um, where it's a form of interrogation and imprisonment where it relies on a lack of sensory input on the imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Where traditionally, if mortals are doing it to each other, we it's like completely white rooms with smooth walls, uh, completely even lighting. Uh Bland food, bland clothing. Uh, there's been facilities where even the guards have completely white uniforms that they have special boots made so that the shoes don't make sound. And they just leave people in there for days, weeks, months. And you just go fucking bananas. So imagine that except it's dark and forever. That is the pit. And yeah, so I'm just like, oh, that sounds I wonder bad. if a, like, are, are the fallen, are they physical manifestations of things? Or are they, like, again, uh, kind of, like, thought beings? When they're in the pit, they're thought beings. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's potentiality that for them to be more physical manifestations, but we'll get to that in a moment. Because mm-hmm. big things happened in the lore, because apparently everything big happened around the year 2000 well i think my what i was going for there was my, yeah the question my follow-up question was going to be like well you know how they report how like humans in those mm-hmm. situations just lose track of time pretty yeah. quickly yeah. like within even a few hours you can be like i've been in here for like a day and a half you know mm-hmm. um can thought beings feel that are they stuck in there and like this are they aware of time i guess is my question the way the characters are written it sounds like yes but because the kind of beings they are their sense of time is like much bigger than mortals mm, okay. See, i was going to suggest that they might even live outside of time whereas time was never a concept for them but right i just figured yeah. like if it was going to be a punishment i think giving them the concept of time and letting them know how long they've been in there yeah like they don't have be... a precise idea of how long they've been in there but yeah. like i kind of agreed what would be the point of having it be a forever jail if they don't have a concept of forever and time passing mm-hmm Hopefully, if that makes sense. It does. But at the same time, it's like, even if you don't have a concept of time forever to really 
um, permanent yeah. stretch. It, it really so, is. Um, Permanence is just a measure of time, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> you, get, get you get lost in the weeds on the, the weirdness and philosophies of time and how that affects various aspects of things. Go find a pastor and ask him if you have a concept of time in hell. Maybe that's then. a good idea. Honestly, yeah. yeah. If you really want to like shake up like Sunday services. That's a good idea. Just being like, raise your hand in the middle of service and ask your pastor if uh, souls and devils in hell have a concept of time. <laughs> and report back. Please. Let us know. I'm curious what they say. <laughs> Interrupt Shabbat. <laughs> Your mom's in the middle of like giving their uh, presentation to the uh, the mosque. Just put your hand up real quick. <laughs> Get a quick question. <laughs> Does the bliss understand time? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of which is funny because one of the only events in World of Darkness that we have dates and times for is the Week of Nightmares. Again. Hi guys, Yay. come back. Yay! Come it just back. won't go away. It won't because it was bad. <laughs> This is the depths of how bad the Week of Nightmares was, guys. So, uh, you know, the, the massive storms, like, you know, the Tempest. Uh, sometimes those storms kick up into mega storms that are called maelstroms. Uh-huh. And there have been several of them, and those ones are so powerful it rocks the entirety of the underworld. Oh, no. And causes effects and destructions and problems. These events have been recorded in vampire sides on things that like the Giovanni deal with because they're dealing with race and all this. so when a maelstrom happens they go oh fuck everybody's mm -hmm. gone shit that's not good <laughs> good thing I was over here <laughs> <laughs> on my side of the veil I guess I'll have to cancel my vacation <laughs> yes so uh, some of these storms get powerful enough they shake the seals of the gates of the abyss that the creator God himself put to lock away the fallen brutal that's how bad this the the entropy powered storms get that they even stop things god does wild uh, which god i was like why is if why does god need a spaceship you know what i mean it's like that kind of thoughts for me it's like yeah. if it's god then did god create oblivion i it, it, it you can get lost in the weeds why, very why hi guys welcome to my brain melting as i've after I read all of the Umbra bullshit, I went into this and then was just like, what? Why? What the fuck were we? The 90s were a hell of a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, the most recent maelstrom is referred to as the sixth maelstrom. And this happened during the week of nightmares. I would just like to point out that in all of time, mm -hmm. there have been six. Six recorded ones. That have, yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Because you think, especially with Wraith, with they, their, like, cities of the underworld mm -hmm. and things, they'd probably have a good history of this stuff. They would. Yeah, and the, the Fallen stuck in, the demons stuck yeah. in the abyss pit. Uh, the maelstroms that were strong enough to shake the gates, every time they were just like, oh, shit, it's happening. We're getting out. We're getting, we're out. getting out. And then it didn't happen. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> it happened five times Oof. before something worked for him. Oof. Could you imagine just being tortured for eons? Hundreds of thousands. And then the of door years. just kind of just jangles a little, and you're like, huh? Ah! Oh. Essentially, the cat just bats at the doorknob, and you're like, yes! <laughs> you know that sensation of when you're at a restaurant and they spring the food out, and you think it's yours for a second, get real excited, and then you're just like, ah. Damn it, it's going to the table right next to us. Yeah, imagine that five times. <laughs> With eons between. Yeah. Uh, so, the sixth time was powerful enough that it cracked the seal, but the cracks were so finite, only, like, what's referred to as, like, the smallest, which I'm assuming is, like, the least powerful of the fallen, mm -hmm. were able to just, like, eek. 
through. Oh. Out of the abyss. Okay. And into the underworld. Which, for them, when that happened, they eked out and immediately got yeeted into the maelstrom of, that's happening at the Tempest. Oh, no. Yeah, that makes Could sense. Could you imagine going from absolutely no sensory to all of it? Everyone. <laughs> Everything. And all of the bad sensations, because it's a storm. Yeah. She's like, fuck. Yeah. You so. know, I wonder how much of it, honestly, though, at that point, you'd mm-hmm. be like in there and be like, this hurts, but thank you for it. But I can feel it. I can feel it. There's something here. I can feel. Yeah, it gets a little centibite territory. We're like, ah, sensation. Delightful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so some of these fallen have escaped into the underworld doing various things. And some of them have gotten out into the living world. Just hanging out. And that is Demon the Fallen as a game. Yeah. You, you, you play these baby, baby, baby demons. Which are still incredibly powerful. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they can inhabit people's bodies and then uh, interact with the world. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, so there are reports within Wraith, I want to note, that uh, during this maelstrom, that the event was so devastating that uh, eastern and western portions of Stygia uh, got super fucked up. There's big battles, cataclysms, da da And also there was a note about a pesky void engineer, which is a flavor of mage. Oh. decided during all of this shit that a great fucking idea was to be like, hey, what if I take this nuclear device and I put it right here at the edge of oblivion and set it off during the week of nightmares? Why? <laughs> what was that person's plan? The amount of mage plot, meta plot that involves a mage going, I have a nuke. I know what to do. <laughs> for those who It's are, ridiculous. For those who are not that into mage, I will just straight up say the void engineers, even if you're playing mage, probably don't come up very often in mage. They're technically, I believe they're technically technocrats, but mm-hmm. they're so like unattached, they basically don't work with them. They're essentially, they deal with literally the void outside of Earth, like they're deep space astronauts, huh. basically. Yeah fighting like alien incursions into our universe is kind of their deal they're like the people who believed in like the movie aliens so hard they made it come true in mage terms like that's kind of their thing that's like if you want to play space thulu that's very underhand like beginner's explanation of what they are but like so what they could have been up to is anyone's fucking guess but like even in mage terms my reading of them is they're kind of just off doing their own thing yeah if you want to do like pulpy space shenanigans within mage void engineers good place to go yeah if you have people fucking with knowledge forbidden knowledge that they're not supposed to be fucking with and you just are like okay i need a macguffin to help Mm -hmm. just have a void engineer just pop into reality and go nope take it and fuck off or give him a gun they're kind of like they're kind of like the non-paradox reality police too. I guess that is a good yeah, way to put it. I mean, it's that's weird. That's kind of what the technocracy was always sold at, but like they're doing it on level thirty. Yeah, it's. Mm. We'll get to mage. We'll get to mage and how that interacts with vampire in ways that aren't like, Tremere related. Yeah, though it's a lot of major Tremere end up like bumping into each other all the time so that's the thing yeah so basically the the best way i can parse this out is the week of nightmares and the canon and the cosmology of world of darkness was world of darkness is 9-11 that's the best way to explain it every splat every splat had something fucking horrifyingly horrific terrible bad happened during the week of nightmares because not only was there the mage the void engineer guy in at the edge of oblivion just being like i know what to do nuke there was the guy on Earth fighting with the Ravnos antediluvian. He goes like, you know what I need? A nuke. 
Just nukes, both sides. Just fucking Eiffel towering nukes into the problems. Being like, ah, this will solve it. And I'm like, no. Maybe that was part of their plan. Maybe. Because I know the mages sides. were in on uh, the antediluvian's death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's like options of like uh, space lasers. Yeah. Not necessarily Jewish, but, you know, space lasers. And then there's nukes. And it's, it's, uh, the, the, oh, my God. <laughs> Change things at your table if you need. <laughs> what if they shot a nuke at Zapathosura uh-huh. and then shot a space laser at the nuke? Possibly. And then threw a nuke at the other side of reality for him to tumble through. Exactly. Yeah. That's almost what I was thinking that they, that dude may have been up to. but Possibly. That'd be kind of cool. I'm not up on the lore 100% to confirm or deny that. I've not read. Every... I was kind of saving that for when we get to the, the Ravnos episode. So if mm. you guys vote for that and you want to melt my brain more. <laughs> we'll figure out what happened. There's, we're going to have to do a Weekend Nightmares episode. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to put Weekend Nightmares episode specific off until we get to the Ravnos. But, you know, th- if I get bullied enough, we'll change the script order. Yay. <laughs> Pay me. That's all I'm saying. So, the Abyss as a character. We talked big, big picture. And we're going to get down to, okay, so you're dealing with the Abyss at your table as a character. How are you going to most often interact with this as a thing? More times than not, this is with the Oblivion dis- Discipline. Oblivion Yay. Discipline. I can word. So, uh, Oblivion is the theoretical source of all necromantic and obtenebrative power. So, uh, the citations I have for this is uh, within the Chicago by Night book on page 293 and the Player's Guide, which basically directly lifted it from the book over to over. So... I double-checked. It's pretty much a straight transfer over between the two books, so you don't have to worry about weird, squidly... Things. Yeah. But the first note I have is, quote, uh, The one certainty is Oblivion channels the darkest arts from where the dead go to die. Yeehaw. Hell yeah. So, uh, this can uh, manifest and does manifest as, uh, if you want to power up Oblivion things, you need blood with no resonance. The books recommend sociopaths, psychopaths, emotionally detached, and empty of resonance blood. The empty of resonance blood, if you're wanting to maintain your consent rules at your table and people are like, hey, uh, I don't want to be getting uh, cut out from being able to boost my powers because it's so hard for me to find genuine sociopaths and I feel bad feeding off of uh, food service workers because they right. suffer enough. Yeah. Or however else you want to part. If, if you want to make the feeding for your character a slightly less ick, you could argue that blood with no resonance could be things like bagged blood. And you might just want to freebie give your Hakata or Lissandra player Iron Gullet. Hmm. If yeah. there's, as I say, if you're dealing with somebody who has an ick factor on the themings around what no resonance blood like means psychologically for the mortals they're feeding off of but yeah. like if you're interested in playing with that have fun go for it i also think if you're going to do that you'd want to definitely make it a little bit more difficult to get mm-hmm. lagged blood than like most vampire games seem to be yeah people are shockingly cavalier which is like oh yeah you can just get bag blood it's whatever and i'm like no it is not whatever it's hundreds of dollars that is so expensive and it is, is so hard and it's a valuable precious resource as we've talked about on our blood episode blood blood um so yeah i would say make sure you make your uh your players actually work for those blood bags then yeah. Just like someone would actually have to hunt for their resonance. Yeah. You could do that, or I imagine I you could also give them kind of a freebie in that, like, it's not 
pre, but like you know someone from like the blood trade. Yeah. Who can get it for you. You have mm-hmm. to work you have to work with the circulatory system, which means that there's plot inconveniences. Right. There's ways to parse that. But yeah, so that's that's a big lore, just like Here's the thing. So of uh, backing up the thoughts of Oblivion is powered by the abyss. There's that note. The other one is you get stained when you're using the discipline. Yeah, you do. So uh, when you're making your, your rouse checked, use your discipline power. If you get a one or a 10, so beast fail crit on that roll, you are going to get a stain. In addition to any hunger that is gained. If you have ability that lets you re-roll rouse checks for disciplines, you re-roll it and like normal. But if you get 10 again... You get a state. You still get the state. The universe demanded it. <laughs> so, Oblivion spoke. There's that. And then within uh, ceremonies, ceremonies are Oblivion's equivalent to blood sorcery rituals and function in similar ways. That's from the Player's Guide, page 91. Uh, we'll get into more specifically with the Hakata series about like ceremonies and those implications and what all that fucking means. But yeah, just ceremonies are just... Uh, oblivion blood sorcery rituals so oblivion being a pseudo blood sorcery is kind of like a ha interesting yeah interesting note uh which uh i'll get into a little bit more later on in the script so the other thing that uh is the note tying back to what john was asking about la sombra pulling their powers specifically uh from the abyss i think ties in very nicely with why their clan bane is the way it is mm. So uh, this pull quote from the player's guide, which is when viewed in a reflective surface or a recorded medium, a Lysambra's image appears distorted, sometimes even almost invisible. They may appear to be flickering, twisted or transparent, and thus the reflection betrays their undead state and possibly their clan. Similarly, modern technology relying on touch or other forms of direct interaction, such as voice activation, touchscreen or use of a stylus tends to glitch or act unreliably for magisters. And electronic detection systems easily pick up the damning signs of their passing. It's as if they exist on a slightly different frequency from other beings flickering in and out of light. Mm-hmm. So I find that to be an extraordinarily interesting like fluff note that they stuck in there. Because it's not so much a the typical of vampires don't have reflections. Like this goes beyond that in ways that I think lore-wise have an implication Mm-hmm. of uh, since the Lysambras use their powers the way that they typically tend to and the fact that their antediluvian is tied so directly into the abyss to the point of just existing in it uh, as opposed to the Hakata that use their powers to just like kind of fuck around with the Shadowlands and maybe the Underworld a little bit but mostly the Shadowlands and they're mostly mm-hmm. dealing with wraiths yeah they're they're kind of on the, 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 the higher tiers of the cake and the Lysambra went I want the bottom piece like just whoomp, immediately give it all to me give me the crust <laughs> just the graham cracker bit only <laughs> so uh, I think that could explain and justify the Lysambra existing more liminally than the other vampires to mm. the point that even their abilities to interact with portions of the physical world just doesn't work right. Right. And I think that's just neat. I think so too. Yeah. So play that up more, guys. Also, I, I have enjoyed the couple of games I have run where there are Lysambra players that uh, I have allowed because of Blood Potency 1 to let them use touch phones with a stylus. I just have characters make fun of them for being a fucking nerd. Nice. Now, because of this stuff, I kind of want to be like, yeah, you can use the stylus for a time. Before it starts. And then the, you have to get rid out. of the phone and get a new phone. Yeah, yeah my, my, uh, my Lysambra mm-hmm. has just given up on phones. 
He carries a notepad with him if he needs to remember something. Mm -hmm. Just take a note. Hell yeah. And he has a ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> Which the player's guide also notes that there is a cultural thing with the Lasombra of, uh, because of the ubiquity of technology and the need for ghouls to use the technology, that if you're a Lasombra that doesn't have a texting ghoul, the other Lasombra bully you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> just like, you don't have a texting goal. Pff, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong? Why are you? Why are you like this? Yeah, go fix that about yourself. <laughs> that that is a character flaw. Go fix it. <laughs> you are a bad person, and you should feel bad. <laughs> now go subjugate that person. <laughs> yeah, he's like you don't have a peasant that handles your emails. God. <laughs> so uh, other Sombra. other other way, if you want to throw in the abyss and you don't have Lasamba or Hakata character player characters, uh. I like the Cult of Shalom a lot. They're so scary. It's so fucking scary. I understand if other people are not into it. I've seen the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine if you're not into it. I respect that. I just felt kind of bad reading that and then being like, oh, I wrote a whole section. Whoops. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to proceed, though. Cult of Shalom. Because it's my show. <laughs> it's, it's literally part of the game. Yeah. If you don't want to use it, that's fine. Okay, you don't have to. But it does build into a thing that lets you do other things. So we'll go on a small journey. Mm -hmm. So Cult of Shalim. Uh, if you want more details about them more thoroughly, we do talk about them in our Cults episode 27, which is Cults part two. Yay. They're one of the four big vampire cults that we kind of did a quick uh, exploration of. Yeah. So Tenet for Cult of Shalim. Uh, reality is suffering. A perfect world cannot exist while the world itself exists. There is no meaning save that which is you what you assign to an act itself. That last part, I I have no problem with. I agree with that part. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, it's just it's all social constructs. Things only have as much meaning as you're willing to put into them. Yeah, yeah. The other parts though, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh well, when you have that in your brain of like. Well, no, no, no. I'm saving everybody by bringing them the peace of entropy. Damn. And God said I can do what I want. We'll talk about them someday. There's some parts of the Sabbat that agree with that, too. Right, yeah. It's also yeah. very like, uh, what? That's that's the problem there. I wouldn't be surprised if cultish Shalom was a big Sabbat thing. There, there might be portions of the cult that just grabbed a bunch of Sabbat people and were like, hey, friend. Come check you, this out. You look sad. We can give meaning to your chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You look sad. You wanna you wanna let go of that sadness? Great. <sighs> it's very it's very uh yeah. very, very squiggly. Don't like it. It's great as a it's a great as an antagonist, but it's very ugh. So uh the leaders of the cult exposed that Shalim was the first vampire. Wait, before Cain? Yes. Existed oh. before the universe. Oh. And uh had created La Sombra and all bloodlines spring forth from that. That sounds like something Lissombra would believe. That does sound like Lissombra propaganda. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and Lissombra were big in the Sabbat, huh? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, that. <laughs> so, uh, Shalim is supposed to exist somewhere in the abyss, or is, you know, it exists within and is also the abyss simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And at some point, Shalim will awaken from the darkness to reclaim everything. Thus bringing peace and oneness to everything. I mean, I guess technically. Technically, yes. Correct. Technically correct. Also, please do not. Yeah. I like cake. I like cake. <laughs> I enjoy ice cream, as I have previously stated. Um, <laughs> there are various... There's a few things I like, actually. There are various cool and neat things. Yeah. Like, you know, I got to pet a dog today. Like, that was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, I have pet three dogs today. Oh, my God. So... While it is the clan Lissombra's glorious purpose to bring peace on Earth through the elimination of the Earth, 
Anyone is welcome to kneel before the master of the abyss. And this does include mortals. These guys do not give a fuck about the masquerade. <laughs> I, part of me really likes that. Eh. It's very egalitarian. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, yeah, we... You're a human? Oh, that's fine. Come here. You're you're hurting. We can help you. Yeah, look. You can you can let go of all of the pain, the joy, everything, and become one with this group of uh, powerful beings that are not so powerful as to not also bow to the same thing. Exactly. Welcome to this brotherhood of uh, death. That's interesting. I feel like if this were Chronicles, that would be the fast track to becoming a slasher, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, running a, multi- a mortal cult of... Shalim, but with slasher rules. Be wild. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to put that antagonist in my back pocket. Yep. Oh, fuck. So, uh, if you are wanting to deal with Shalim at your table, uh, if you go to Chicago by night, uh, there is a lore sheet for that. And there's also the NPC Rabbi Michaelis Basaris, who, uh, even if you don't want to run him specifically, that is just, it is a really good template if you want a very sinister NPC that seems like they're genuinely really helpful. And then if you peel back like a couple layers, you go, oh no. And then you try to put the layers back. And they just kind of keep falling yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very, oh no, it's a lot. Uh, if you go to the Chicago folios, there's a bunch of lore drops and plot hooks. It's a shockingly good book for just like, even if you're not running a Chicago game, you can just grab those plot hooks and go scratch out Chicago and put whatever the fuck city you're running. Mm-hmm. It's so good for that. Uh, followers of Shalim have their own practices of oblivion. So they have their own like special oblivion ceremonies. And while the Hakata are known for their ceremonies surrounding the Shadowland, this would indicate that the Sabra are more than capable of wielding their own blood sorcery, which leads us to abyss mysticism. Oh, hi guys. We got there. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, small quote from the Dark Ages book, page 271. Most Lasarbar do not spend much time contemplating the nature or the source of their power. A small number of the clan, however, develop a fascination. Through devoting themselves to the abyss and its studies, they create rituals capable of breaching the boundary between the material world and the abyss with strange and horrifying effects. I love it. It's metal as fuck. It's very much like a dark... Reading that section in the Dark Ages, you're like, ah, that's where all metal album covers come from. <laughs> I see now. Perfect. Great. Cool. This is cool and good. Uh, so in previous editions, uh, these powers ran in tandem with blood sorcery, but were based off of obtenebration roles and your skills in the occult. So He's peasy. it kind of was blood sorcery, but not. It was a shadow sorcery. Yeah, which is kind of how ceremonies run in V5, where it's like, it's blood sorcery, but not really. But yes. It's because it runs off of the oblivion status plus blood sorcery. Yeah. So there is precedent for this wonkiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if I still think this is a good idea or if it should have just been folded into blood sorcery anyways. Well, I mean, it, it prevents Tremere from ever getting it. Unless, unless they, they sink the oblivion. dots. Yeah. And God, sinking all the dots into blood sorcery and then having to sink the dots into oblivion and then the ceremonies. Exactly. Fuck. Yeah, it would stop because... Tremere are all are already kind of that's a big XP sink, right? And they're already kind of broken with uh, blood sorcery sometimes. So getting blood sorcery plus oblivion sorcery, yeah, nothing. Yeah, which is like while not having abyss mysticism in the blood sigils book is kind of a pain in the ass. I'm like, I can see why the editorial choice was made. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping there'll be more official stuff for abyss mysticism going forward, but I have a stopgap that we do canonically have rules for, so hooray. Uh, but yeah, 
basically, uh, with the previous systems of abysmism, if you stared into the abyss and you combine this with intense study and focus, you would be allowed to tap into forbidden knowledge and horrifying powers. And yes, this does involve literally staring into the, like literally for hours, literally staring into the abyss. I'm in like for quite it. literally. I love it to the point that some uh, Lasabra would make uh, oubliettes of the void that they would just like chuck people into and then you know just stare at it and hang out in there and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's not so cool. But staring into the abyss. Doesn't yeah, this is that. very much like do you want your vampire game to just be Call of Cthulhu? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> so. Since this practice pulled its adherents away from humanity, uh, many would opt to follow morality, ro- like rude, morality rules like roads of the abyss. Oh my god, I should not have written that the way I did. Uh, which this road of the abyss basically evolves into path of night, which is the more modern Lissambra non-humanity code of rules. Uh, which, while we don't have paths in V5, if you're playing somebody who wants to, like, steer into abyss mysticism or is interested in these kinds of things, looking up those paths pull up some really good convictions that you can follow if you want to make a character who's, like, kind of out of touch with things. Good idea. Yeah, just, you know, workshopping some stuff. So, in V5, this art is considered lost or extremely rare. There's mentions of it and various fluff. Nothing's really spelled out, which can make it spooky anonymous. But people want to engage with this. It's kind of fucking annoying. Because you're like, I know it's there. Where is it? Why can't I? You said I could think. Why can I not think? Listen, I just want to make Jackie astacado from the darkness. <laughs> I do like those comics, even though they are edgy as fuck. I like the game. The first video game is better than every single issue of the comic. It's amazingly written. <laughs> the game is fun. The game is really fun. The game got me into the, the comics, actually. I've read some of them. Yeah, yeah, they are insanely edgy. So edgy. But I really enjoy just the ridiculous, just hyper edgy masculine art in all of them. Because like he's a gangster, but he's also a warlord and he's also a demon. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> what else are you? Are you a 12 year old that invented praying mantises? Like, <laughs> how yep. many other things are you going to stick on this? Yeah, but in the comic book, I can't sit down with uh, my digital girlfriend and watch all of To Kill a Mockingbird. But you can do that in the, in the darkness. Wait, the first I game. forgot! The entire movie. Yeah, you there's a scene where you and your girlfriend watch a movie together and there's a button to get up and you can literally watch the entirety of the old black and white To Kill a Mockingbird movie in-game if you wanted to. Should we stream that? Yeah, I love that. Just I can do that, that portion. Just that portion. I have it on 360. I can get it set up. We're going to so stream good. To Kill a Mockingbird in via, in the via the darkness video game. We got the tears now. We can actually do the, the audience screening. Well, we, we talked. I know... <laughs> He's been doing some tests for streams. Maybe I'll just add the darkness to my list with a caveat that I have to watch the whole movie. Because yes. <laughs> I'll play that game again. Hell yeah, it's a fun movie. So, small quote from Cult of the Blood Gods, page 86. Many of those who have studied the secrets of oblivion have spoken of a presence in the emptiness, a formless consciousness that seems to observe them and whisper back. When a Methuselah proposes this uh as the very creator and not just of the clan but of the universe itself it is difficult for the egotistic and morbid minds of the watchers of the abyss to refuse its seemingly simple truth <laughs> yeah it's weird the 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 hyper individualistic uh we're the coolest ever badass social darwinist whatever the fuck clan is like oh yeah of course our dad's god of course uh, duh why wouldn't he be yeah i'm a fraction of god i i'm god's chosen yeah Shar chose me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, since uh, rituals and ceremonies are functionally interchangeable, adding new abyssal ceremonies should be possible with the boil your own blood section. Or boil your own in the blood sigils book. I like boil so, your own blood. You can't. Well, you do. That, that happens a lot when you do rituals. That's true. <laughs> you boil a lot of blood. So, uh, if you're somebody who wants to have players or NPCs have abyss mysticism, uh, you can use the templates from the boil your blood, boil your own bleh, section in blood sigils. Uh, you can make your own up out of complete whole cloth. You can use this template to transfer information of abyss mysticism from the old editions over. If you're just like, these powers are cool, I'm just going to port it over. Fuck it. Or if you just want to like give the character, the Shalim uh, Oblivion powers and have them not be in the cult because the darkness said it was cool. <laughs> Go for it. Get it. There's literally nothing stopping you now other than time and patience. It's true. So that's it. That's the, that's the abyss right now. That's, that's all I got right now. There's so much more. Yeehaw. There's so much more. But we would be here for hours. I think that's a good beginner's guide. That's yeah. good. Baby's first uh, realm that has never known the light or love or touch of God. As you do. Baby's first hellscape. Man, that's just my life. <laughs> it's tough to hit this with like a final thoughts because mm-hmm. I have a lot, but like you said, this is kind of just like a quick intro. Um, this so is a 101. Yeah, yeah, I think it is interesting to talk about it in game for beginners, even just as like a if you have a La Sombra or you have them meet a La Sombra and they're being mm-hmm. like, what the fuck did they just do? This is good things to pull from, especially. Yeah, and. You could have a argument of if you have a character who is a Lasamba or even a Hakata that's very like kind of a egotistical asshole. If other characters are like, why are they like this? And it's like, dude, their blood might just be kind of pushing that on them because if they're, you know, in touch with forces beyond conscious understanding and time and space, I'm like, I I feel kind of like a badass too, not gonna lie. Kind of like how we talked with the Malkavians that the cobweb and mm-hmm. the voices and stuff they hear might be Malkov, yeah, like controlling them like puppets. This could be the same thing, but edgier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I very much appreciate in the game that I'm playing my Alessandro, Alexi, mm-hmm. my coterie. Alexi was not here for the conversation, but Alexi did some bullshit. That is very Lasombra, you know, probably mm-hmm. a little bit too brash or too intense than he needed to. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of left for a moment out of being very, very upset. And the coterie was like, well, he is a Lasombra. Like, he's got to deal with a lot. He's got a lot on his it's, plate. It's literally just tied to him. Like, he can't avoid it. Yeah. So it's, it was very cute. In in game, I was like, aw, they're being understanding because I'm tied to the darkness. <laughs> the, the coterie's respecting the fact that you and all of your clan have a deep-seated mental health problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is beyond your control or reason. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, of course he's gonna be like that. You can't help let him it. buy the nice things. Like he's gonna, he's not, he's not gonna end up in a good place. Just, just <laughs> let him have the Armani. It's fine. Right. <laughs> and hell, if you're wanting to be the absolute unhinged psycho that I've been, uh, you can also, uh, if your ST's cool with it. Make thin bloods that fuck with the shit. I'm not saying it's a good or wise choice, but you can do it. Thin bloods would just they just not really know what they're doing, but they could do it. Yeah, I I like the idea of kind of doing a Herbert West kind of thin blood that's just like fucking with things way out of their understanding and wheelhouse, but you know, because of science, they're just like, I'll figure it out. 
my first vampire was kind of doing a Herbert West mm -hmm. science. I'll figure it out. But instead of uh, Oblivion, they were like making weird creatures with Zamitsi powers. Ah, that's fun. And they're just like, if I figure this out, I can figure out how to become human again. That's so much more noble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were people. killing people and using yeah. their parts to do it. Yeah, yeah it, the ends do not justify the means, but it's still just like, it's better than... I, th I think it's better than Ada, where she's just like, she's not trying to gain power or anything. She's just like, I've run into a phenomena. I'm trying to understand it. But the more I try to like unravel this Gordian knot, the more just fucked up shit I find. And it's just fractaling into just insanity. Maybe you should just stop, you know, untying the knot. What if this Gordian knot is what's holding Pandora's box closed? But what if Science I... Science is... Sometimes it's a lot of coulda, coulda not shoulda. Not shoulda. You're correct. <laughs> but what if I could also use this to like help keep the people alive that are keeping me from getting uh murdered? I mean, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Mutual aid. You know, one of the things I really miss about Oblivion powers, what? being able to summon like shadow swords. Yeah. So here's the thing with that. Those I would say, fucking cool. If you honestly though, that would I I would absolutely allow that to be a low level Oblivion ceremony. Yeah. Of just like a Lasombra. Yeah, because that's very in life for Lasombra to just be like, I am using my power for brute force because I'm God. Fuck you. I'm gonna <laughs> do this, and I'm like, yeah. If you just want to use the boil your own rule mm -hmm. set to make a ceremony of just like that's very similar to uh one with the blade mm. that's the blood sword right? that's that's the, yeah that's the bon hakeem my best friend is my sword yeah and if i cut myself on it i get extra bonus dice to attack yeah yeah i do that except it's just you know you bleed but your blood just turns into like a fucking black uh short sword or whatever the fuck shape you want and yeah. i like the idea of having to do the ritual like them where mm -hmm. they have to soak their blade in their own blood or whatever. Yeah. I like the idea of it just being like, you have to have a hilt and it comes out of the hilt like a lightsaber. <laughs> that would be cool. Or you sacrifice your blade to the abyss. Yes. And then when you bleed, it just comes out. Oh, cool. Both of those are cool options. We're just uh -huh. giving freebies now. There you go guys. Hell yeah. Should I, should we just write that up? Probably. Okay. I'll work on that. All right. I'll try to have that written up and posted for the uh, itch. I think we're caught At up on getting, point. I'm trying. I'm also trying to get the fucking document for our sources finished. And it's so many pages, you guys. So many pages. <laughs> it's so many pages. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Paralyzed. Thanks, future me. Uh, thanks, <laughs> listeners. Thanks, yeah. patrons. Patrons. Uh, well, I could go for some patron. I could. I need. I think I've earned fucking tequila. Jesus Christ. Um, I think everyone is always earning tequila. I also had to read a college paper about how to listen on top of reading all of the werewolf cosmology on the Umbra. What kind of hippie shit is that? Uh, I can send you the paper. What does it mean, how to listen? There's different modes of listening and how uh, the different ways that you're giving focus to listening affects your how you react to sound and your ways and abilities to interpret the sound and understand the socio-cultural implications of the soundscape that you're taking in and it sounds interesting and also awful yeah it's one of those the paper and everything's really really super interesting the important stuff you need is like at the beginning and at the end but because of the class i had to read the whole fucking thing and it was 30 pages that sucks <sighs> but i got through it <laughs> So that's why I got the brain scramblies, guys. Also, I, I, it's kind of like staring into the abyss, honestly. What, classwork? 
uh, trying to do college while also doing deep dive research on World of Darkness Because <laughs> it gets, both of them get very in the weeds, but in very different directions. I'm going to hide uh-huh. a long range walkie talkie somewhere in your arms oh, office. Oh, God. And the, 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 the abyss is going to start whispering back. That's just going to make Amos jealous. <laughs> like, where the fuck is it? Because I live with a void baby already. <laughs> I already have a fragment of the abyss that just lives in my apartment and cries for snacks. Yeah, and if you want to see pictures of that uh, void baby, there's a pets channel over on our Discord that you yes. can join for free. Hang out. There's all kinds of cute pets. Yeah. Abyss will learn on. Yes, the the Discord, we got the people running games, people talking about lore and sharing builds and just cool stuff. Uh if you want to check us a couple of dollar dues, you get uh, Discord titles and extra channels to help us like work on the show and share behind the scenes things. And uh, we are we are we are working slowly towards the goal of five hundred dollars a month. So I'll do the fucking milk episode. Milk, milk, milk. And then how milk is related to vampires? I I can do a, a World of Darkness milk episode. I can I can do that. I hate that there's enough information within the canon that I can, and it's upsetting. Uh, I'm on the fence of whether or not we should do another pay us $1,000 and I'll do a Pepe Silvia World of Darkness cosmology board. I'm not against it, but I'm also scared because we did that as a joke once and it manifested. I was already volunteering to do a multi-part series of episodes about that so mm-hmm. i have some notes on it i could send you a lease hell yeah <laughs> okay let us know if you want us to make that an actual board because i know you psychos have already raised funds once and i'm like god damn it lads they're gonna do it again you just gotta pick things that we know are i'm mostly happy to do <laughs> i'm mostly just trying to avoid a water element i'll happily drink thick malort during this though Ooh, we could do shots of thick malort hell yeah you guys can <laughs> What if I made Malort gummies? Worse. <laughs> I like gummies. Chewable Malort? Yeah. I like gummies. Ooh. And I like make Malort. It, make the Malort. Malort you... Jello shot. Okay, here's the thing. I, you know that episode of How to Drink I Sent You with yeah. the, the Malort Nog that actually sounded pretty good? Yeah. You, you can do like cream uh, jello. Like I've seen it. Okay. So we might be able to do like a Malort Nog jello shots. Ooh. John looks so disgusted. And I look so pleased. I, I, mean, will, I will burn the house down <laughs> that I walk into and find this shit. No. Immediately. It'll be flammable enough that I will use it to burn the house but down. What if, but John, what if we're making it as a sacrament for the Chicago rat hole? Are we going to Chicago? Honestly, though, I'd love... If lo- we make the pilgrimage, then we, I will be down. Maybe that we should do that for our next big goal, is we talked about going to up to Chicago and actually filming... And doing a couple episodes about places, real places in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Go to the Chicago places that are canon in the lore, and then a couple places that were like, this is just cool, and you should just throw it in your game. Yeah. Yeah. Find yeah. stuff that should be in your game and talk about things that are canon. Like the Galloping Ghost. It might yeah. not exist anymore, though. I do no, it really. Does. It's it does? expand. It's twice as big now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I also love the the park that uh, underneath the park is the remnants of the first nuclear reaction ever. Nice. Chicago baby. Yeah. And there's that super oh, creepy. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. Is it in Chicago? Super creepy graveyard out there. Uh yeah yeah yeah. It came up in our game. It did. It's one of our last. One of the sessions. last sessions we ran. I would, mm-hmm. I need it. Bully me into making some of our sessions actual play. I'll do it. Uh, That's fair. I know. Right. Or I know. Start a different game our, entirely. I'll say mm. I know our pl- the other two players would be down for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. I also I also have in my back pocket some bootleggy games. 
bootleggy little little country fried nonsense i am in hell yeah i think i'm gonna put the two that we've already discussed on the poll for the patron episodes but some of those will they'll at least the regulations get a preview of those but we'll get that figured out yeah hell yeah we're we're trying to do bigger show for 2024 to counteract all the dumb shit that's gonna happen this year yay and is happening woo woo well i guess it is time to go but uh, I will see you later. Bye-bye now. Oh, yeah. By the way, I forgot to say, we exist on TikTok and Instagram, Blank Bodies Pod. Okay, we've done the thing. Kiss us out, okay. John. Kiss, Kiss us, us out, John. Out. What? what are we doing? Kiss us out. Same. I'm going to be streaming, guys. John is going to be streaming. On probably Tuesdays most nights. Yes. Or most Tuesday nights. Playing what, games. What time? Uh, what time feeling? Seven, eight? Let's say seven. Eastern? Fuck. Whatever time zone I'm in. Eastern. 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 Seven Eastern Tuesday nights. I'm going to do streams, whether it's craftiness or video games. We'll find out. I'm going to start Bloodlines here pretty soon. Hell yeah. Bloodlines run. with me while I play a vampire. We'll make sure we have a solidified date and time before we start vampire, because I know people have been asking for us to do that. I guess that is true. I'll just keep fucking around until we actually have things planned out and then i'll start bloodlines there we go sounds good i love you all goodbye bye yeehaw oh my god